and welcome. If you stumbled across this podcast, it's the Promethean Perspective. And the way this podcast works is with all the topics in the crazily changing world, I will offer my perspective and my insights and takes on how to make the most of it and give all glory to God. So the exciting part about this podcast is we have just officially reached over 100 listeners. Now, while that member may be pretty small, it is still a huge blessing. And the exciting achievement that this offers is now a sponsorship page on the anchor.fm where you can go and find the Promethean Perspective podcast and offer a one-time donation or become a monthly sponsor. So what this would do for the podcast is it would cover the costs that come with the podcast from background music to editing costs and publishing costs that all are enveloped in the making of a podcast. So if this podcast has blessed you in any way, has inspired you, and you would like to give back and continue to support me in the mission that God has called me to, this would be a wonderful way to do that. You can give a contribution as little as 99 cents per month to $10 per month. And like I said, this would just cover the costs that come with making a podcast as I continue to do this mission that God has called me upon. So if you are interested in becoming a sponsor, go to anchor.fm and look up the Promethean Perspective where you can scroll down and hit the sponsor button and then select the payment method and the amount that you would like to contribute. Like I said, you can do this um, monthly or you can do this just a one-kind contribution. Any blessing, any giving that you can give, I would really appreciate it as I continue to do this adventure that God has called me upon. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Welcome back to another episode here on the Promethean Perspective. I'm your host, Emily Rybeck, and I'm so excited to be doing another episode. So I'm coming at you live right now while I'm cutting up oranges. So tomorrow actually is dance practice, and at dance practice in the March, we have something called March Madness, and we basically have a ton of practices, and then we have a ton of performances throughout the month of March. And so we have like an all-day rehearsal, which happens to be tomorrow. And so every dancer is supposed to bring something to snack on throughout the day. And so I'm bringing a literally like two full bags of oranges that I'm cutting up. And as I was standing here cutting up oranges, I was thinking about all the things that I have to do, all the things that I not necessarily have to do, but am blessed to do, that I get to do. And I was thinking about the podcast and the Lenten series that we're in the middle of right now. And I just thought that they're, they're a little bit impersonal just because they are short and sweet, I guess you could say. Um, and so I wanted to just kind of throw this one in there as well just to you guys, um, just to see, talk with you guys and just kind of slow down for a second and just and see how, how the listeners are doing. Um, life, is, life is so wonderful. And during this Lenten season, I've been thinking a lot about um, the prodigal son. And there's a picture by, um, by Renmerit who, he depicts the prodigal son coming back and being embraced by his father. And, and dwelling in that picture, um, it's just had me thinking a lot about our relationship as children with God the Father. And areas in our lives where we are that prodigal son and areas in our hearts that are that um, prodigal part that turns away from the father that doesn't see the fullness and 
you know, so often we see that the prodigal son returns home to his father. And I guess in a certain sense, you could say it's happily ever after. But there's a lot of times parts of our hearts that never return to the father. Um, and, and the Lenten season is a beautiful time where I guess the Lord really reveals things within yourself to you. And he grows you in ways that are quite painful. Not because he likes to see his children suffer, but because it's through that purifying process that we grow closer to him as children. It's where we offer him the entirety of our hearts, not simply the good and the beautiful or a few areas where we're willing to let him in. Like He reveals so much to us about ourselves, and then it's this invitation to give it to him, to, to return it to him, because... The heart that we love him with is the heart that he has given us. And he asks us, especially during this Lenten season, to give that heart back to him. To love him with the entirety of our heart. And society really, I guess you could say, uh, beckons for our hearts in so many different ways. Whether it be social media or activities that we partake in. I think the world really tries to like race God to our hearts. It tries to fulfill us in little ways which work temporarily and then once that wears off they come up with something new or something better because I think everybody thinks that, well sorry I don't want to give a blanket statement like that but I feel like the world thinks that they cannot do God, that God is just an accessory. He's not mandatory to anything. Like, if you want to go to church on Sunday, that works awesome for you. If you want to believe in God, good for you. But it's not revolving around that truth. And the world asks for our hearts in ways that we may not even recognize. And I think a lot of times it neutralizes this this need to have a longing for something more than ourselves. It neutralizes the longing that we have to be loved by something so pure and so intense that it's almost unfathomable. And I was thinking in regards to the prodigal son, how he goes out to the world and he he takes the opportunity to respond to what he thinks will satisfy him in the world. And once he realizes that none of it satisfies him and that he is... And in his weakness, in his poorness, he means nothing to the world. I mean, he can't even find food to eat. And he returns to the one who knows, who knows him. The one whom he knows that will love him regardless of the mistakes that he made. And loves him, loved him to begin with. And you look at how he left that on his own accord, on his own free will. And the world couldn't suffice him. The world couldn't give him the love that he truly desired. And we all do this. We all go to the world. We all turn from the Father who's given us immense love. We go to the world seeking what will never satisfy. And oftentimes injures and, and pains us. And, and turns us in a circle 12,000 times. And we get so confused and so lost. and And our lives get thrown off and... We don't even know what we're living for anymore. That living becomes a chore. It's no longer a gift. And so what does the prodigal son do? 
he turns back to the to his father. He goes back home to the one whom he knows will embrace him. And the father embraces him with loving arms. And the same is true for us that we are just like that prodigal son. We turn away from the father's love. We take what we can and we go. We take our life. We take our breath. We take the ability to, to speak and see and, and move about in this world. And we take that ability and we turn away from God. And a lot of times, none of us ever return to him. You see, the prodigal son, he returns to his father. But so many of us get to the end of our lives never returning to that love. And during this Lenten season, it was a realization that even though that those that have come back to the Father and have returned to His love, how much have they given over to the care of His love? How much are they willing for Him to nurture, for Him to caress? And this Lenten season is a time where you go into passion with the Christ, that in His humanity, Christ suffered, and Christ, just like any other human, does not, not want to suffer alone. And so you stand at that foot of the cross and, and you've, you see the love that he gives through the crucifixion. And by doing so, your heart becomes united to his. Because you both experience sorrow, you both experience pain, and, and you're with each other. And the time of Lent is an invitation towards that, of conversion and of sustained fervor. And by correlating your heart to the pain of our Lord's and his humanity, he sees what you're lacking. He knows your heart better than you even know. And he wants your heart. He holds our hearts in the palm of his hand. You have to learn how to listen. To lay your head upon his chest and hear his heartbeat. And how his heart beats for you. And I think so often a lot of us proclaim that we love Jesus, you know. And that was something that I was praying about the other day of, of Lord, um, I just, I truly love you. And it was just this overwhelming response of, because I loved you first. That because he loved us to begin with, he loved us in our sin, he loved us in our misery, he loved the parts of our heart that are, are beautiful and that are broken. That's why we can love him. Because he loved us first. He loved the people who crucified him. He loved the sinners. He loved the tax collectors. He loved the prophets. He loved his, the little children. He loved his mother. He loved his disciples. He loved. Every single thing he did was out of love. And it's the very vocation that each one of us are called to. No matter what road this life offers to us, the first and foremost thing that needs to be remembered is the love that he has given. And the decision has to be made of what are we going to do to give that love back. He holds your heart. He knows every inch of it. There's no need for us to try to hide anything from him or try to play some kind of game or put on a facade of who we're not actually. All you have to do is love the God who loves you. And while that has a ton of trials that come with it, you can do it. 
because he loved you first. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Lent. Lent is, I've said this many times, but Lent is just such a beautiful time of liturgical year. I think during Advent, it's so easy to really embrace Advent because it is so joyful and it is so exciting and enthralling and you get to travel with our mother, um, Mary, through the time before Jesus' birth and and it's just such a, a glorious time of the year. And then you come to Lent and we forget that Mary is still journeying with Christ. And during Advent, she's journeying with him within her womb, protecting him as a maternal uh, guardian over him. And now during Lent, she's still there. She's the one that follows him to Calvary and she stands at that foot of the cross. And so it's this invitation during Lent that we're not just supposed to, I guess, wallow in the sacrifices that we have to make or have this sense of gloomy dread, but it's just this giving your hand to Mary. Um, in prayer the other day, I was I was meditating upon Mary's walk to Calvary. You know, what thoughts must have been going through her mind? Um, and to see her son die for the very people that were killing her, him, I just, journeying with her through this period has been so beautiful. She has revealed so many things to me. And I guess you could say she's just been coaxing my heart. She's been coaxing me to give my heart to Christ even more. To give him all of my heart. No matter how broken it is. Because he wants all of it. And just journeying through this season, just as I journeyed with her through Advent, journeying with her now as a sorrowful mother, seeing her son crucified, she's taught me so much of what the Lord wants of me, so much of what the Lord desires for each one of us. And I really wanted to share that with all of you because I truly believe that each one of us are children of God, that you are loved so incredibly much our Lord holds your heart in his hand and he has loved you first and it is our mission to love him in return just remember that you are indeed a son a daughter of the king of the universe and anytime that thought enters my mind I don't have a doubt in the world of what my mission is of what we're called here because as long as that same God that has given me this life that has given me his love as long as he continues to pursue me and continues to call me home then that is exactly what any of us could do and I can't even fathom the anguish that our lady felt to put my hand within hers and and comfort her but I guess also gain comfort from her and I encourage you all to do that if you haven't, you know. Give yourself to the one who is love. Meditate and put yourself into that crucifixion scene. And decide which part you're willing to play. I'm praying for you all and I hope you're having a wonderful Lent. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in the next episode. Until then, God bless and... Go eat some oranges because...
these oranges that I just got done cutting up look marvelous and they look pretty amazing. So go eat some oranges. They're good for you. Vitamin and they'll um they'll keep you from getting sick, which a lot of people are sick right now. And if you are sick, you're in my purse. So God bless and I'll see you next time. Bye.